Welcome back to the Main Street Dish, where we're dishing on all things Disney food and drinks from pavilions to Pandora, Hollywood Boulevard to Main Street USA. On this episode, we are dishing on underrated table service restaurants in Disney World. We'll be breaking down our top picks for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm Colin. And I'm Bella. And together, we are Millennials on Main Street. And I am Bethany Vinton. And this is the Main Street Dish. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Welcome back. Another week, we another episode. We are well into the new three. season. <laughs> yeah, well into it. We're one whole episode in. Yeah. I mean, hey. I mean, if you would have said that we'd be three seasons in, I still would be shocked. And here we are. I know. Not we that all I didn't think this so was going to work no. out. I just didn't like this crazy <laughs> that we're three seasons in. I know. I think we have almost over 70 something episodes. Like, yeah. that's pretty wild. Yeah. That's pretty wild. We got a lot to talk about. What can we say? <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do. But we either, the, the first season, we, we were like bi-weekly. I forget yeah. that. Yeah. And then last season, we were like, no, let's do weekly. And then here we are. Here still we are. going weekly. Exactly. Amazing. Exactly. Amazing. All right. But underrated. Mm-hmm. You know, we love to bring the underrated things to light here. But we figured we'd dive into, specifically dive into table service. Yeah, I feel like this is the anti-gatekeeping episode. Yeah, yeah you know, people we're, like we're love just, to gatekeep yeah. things. We are, we are not those people. No. No, I just, I, I maybe it's wrong of me to assume that locals are more upset about probably. gatekeeping, probably. But like, you know, we get we we get to go often, which is amazing. But we're not there all the time. But like, for people who even get to go, like once a year once every two years you know what i mean yeah. everyone deserves to have like the best chance at least agreed of having the best possible stuff you know agreed and y'all get to go all the time if you're local so i love to shout out to people that are going on that once in a lifetime trip and have great opportunities to go places and i also think this list kind of changes frequently too because restaurants continue to get better I will say a lot of these things like wouldn't have ever been on my list that we're going to talk about. They maybe have been refurbed and were a different restaurant and the previous restaurant definitely wouldn't be on my list. But now this one is, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. And adversely, sometimes restaurants get worse. <laughs> you know, I'm sometimes. not looking at anyone, but be our guest. Mm. Oh, really? I was looking at Toledo. Yeah. I was looking at California too. Grill. But uh, like, oh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's not this episode. But we could have a whole episode on that. <laughs> absolutely disney if you're listening please fix these restaurants that's what episode is going to be called (laughs) (laughs) not to name names but no but underrated for sure but let's we're going to break this down i think by time of day meal just meal type so we'll do breakfast we'll do lunch we'll do dinner you may even throw in a bonus if there's time but let's start with breakfast so bethany where are you going underrated place for breakfast all right i'm going to start with the one that i know is on all of our list because you know we, we all loved it Sana over at Animal Kingdom Lodge in Kanani Village. It's quick service, which I know we're talking table service, but it is a table service restaurant. But it's quick service. It's like quick, quick casual. What do they call it? Something. They call it casual, quick casual breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to, the way that it's plated, the way that it's delivered, the quality of food, it's a table service restaurant, but like with yes. like a quick service exterior. 
they bring yeah. it to totally. your table. Yeah. It's essentially the equivalent yeah. of... And, yeah. and you're seated in the restaurant, like literally seated Correct. in the restaurant. Yeah. Correct. So it's hitting our list because we did this on our last trip there. And this is, I almost think this is the best breakfast I have had in Disney, period. I agree wow. with you. Yeah. That we, not, not, we didn't just do it. We, we stumbled upon it. We just so happened, Bella just so happened to walk down the stairs mm-hmm. in Kidani Village and like be like, hey, look at this placard outside mm-hmm. of Sanaa. They have breakfast. And we were never like we more no confused clue. in our life. We were like waiting for someone to seat us. <laughs> like, I know. Like, oh they were like, you just walk in and order. And we we're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had no clue. Oh, so that's what you mean by casual. Got it. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's real casual. <laughs> it is. But there, there are some real like standouts. I mean, honestly, everything was delicious because, you know, us, we, we ordered everything. We did have a group of six of us, right? Yeah, five. No, there were six. 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 Yeah, no, there was, was six. six of us. Yeah, yeah. I, I was missing one. There were six of us, yeah. And and we ordered everything on the menu. And that was honestly plenty. There was still a little bit of food left over. Like, uh-huh. we didn't finish everything. But all of it was delicious. But there were really some standouts. And I know that some of the stuff has actually made our best of <laughs> for mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll dive in and talk about the French toast because I thought it was amazing. Um, for, you know, the sweet breakfast person, the French toast was phenomenal. It was chai French toast. With an amazing chai, whipped cream on top with saffron-soaked raisins and like an amazing little saffron simple syrup reduction to drizzle over it. It was so phenomenal. That little bit of spice from the chai went beautifully with that French toast. And I mean, the touch of saffron was just like, it just elevated it so much. You know what I mean? And you know, saffron's kind of bougie. Oh, it's That's, bougie for sure. Oh, for sure. It's it's pretty expensive stuff. But it was just a really amazing, awesome twist on such a classic, you know, sweet breakfast meal. So that like easily made my top. It was really good. It was good. It was on the sweet. Obviously, it was very sweet. But but not. But actually, it wasn't like crate like no, French it wasn't toast one note like, for sure. And it yes. wasn't like drowned in maple syrup either. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the saffron reduction wasn't honestly really that sweet yeah no 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 it it wasn't too bad for sure I personally I think Bethany and I Mm -hmm. we like the same thing it was their their kind of version of a breakfast sandwich it was like a cross between a sandwich and a taco and the Sanaa bread service like a deconstructed (laughs) breakfast burrito yeah Yeah. it was it was it was yeah so it was uh scrambled eggs potatoes gouda and it was it had this like it's a special bread. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's similar to a tortilla, but thicker. Yeah. I believe it's in the bread service. It's not the naan, but there's like that other type of bread that's in the bread service. And I believe it's that, but it is what you said. Like it is the bread service, but for breakfast. Yeah, exactly. And it was, it was a smaller portion. I mm-hmm. wouldn't say it was a huge, like it didn't have any other sides, right? It didn't mm-hmm. have any, it was just like the, the, the pita, the bread, and then it had all the stuff on top. And we used a fork and knife. I don't know if, I mean, you probably could have closed it kind of like a, a taco and ate that way. But I thought the flavors were just so good. Not crazy, right? Like no. not like super, super, not wild for breakfast, right? It was, it was just enough to kind of give those African spices and the African flair to the dish without it being super overpowering. The eggs were cooked perfectly. I loved the bread. I just thought it was such a good dish that I would... I would have every single morning if I was staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, not even a question. For sure. And I think you made an excellent point that it's like almost like an intro to like 
African mm-hmm. dishes where it's not overpowering and it's not these crazy flavors. Because I will say one of the other things we got was the standard breakfast that came with African sausages. And the texture was definitely weird in the sense of what you think a normal breakfast sausage. I think it favored a uh, plant-based sausage. I think Casey's husband Jackson said that. And I think that's a little like less appealing to the average person that hasn't really had this introduction to African food. I think this just touched the surface enough that it was perfect. And again, it is like bread service, but for breakfast. And I am not an egg person. I have made plans to go get breakfast here on my next trip and get this Mm. with the eggs and everything. It's so good. It is. It it's, was so good. It was delicious. And I, like the shermola was amazing. Mm-hmm. Even the cheese was like Gouda. It felt yeah. a little more elevated, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. like Gouda's a little more fancy, you know what I mean, than like a, a slice of yellow American. It was delicious. And there were just little, those little enhancements on everything. Even even that kind of like their version of the bounty platter, the normal thing with the, the, the sausage was a little bit, you know, a little different. But also, I mean, instead of a biscuit, they had a coconut drop biscuit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, I could have taken a, a, a bowl of those alone. They were delicious, but just little interesting things on every single plate. That was such an amazing find. It's like we were supposed to stumble upon that and eat mm-hmm. there because it was just that good. I agree. Definitely. It, it's so good. And it is one of those places that you could easily find, I think, any of these dishes at a table service restaurant and double the price and I probably would still pay it. Disney, don't listen to that part, but you know what I'm saying? No, no. <laughs> but we, again, we bought everything mm-hmm. on the menu. We Coffees. even got coffees. And what well, I don't, I want to say it was like 85 bucks for most. six grown adults to eat, mm-hmm. which in and Disney have, terms, And food was left over. Right. Like in we Disney didn't terms, have to order that that's much. That's like a bargain. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I would happily go back here without even one, one hesitation. Agreed. Agreed. It was a great breakfast spot. A very great breakfast spot. It was. And I mean, even like, I mean, we, Belle and I are like, you know, we're all self-proclaimed Disney foodies, but I mean, Bethany is like, you, you've eaten everywhere, dined everywhere. And it was something that we even like, we're like, what? Like, I have no idea. So it's It's more people clearly it is. And more people need to go there and experience it because it was delicious. So quiet too. Literally we were, there were three, maybe four other tables Mm -hmm. in there. And I know that it's not like the easiest thing to get to because it's over at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And a lot of times people are like, oh, can you go eat? Because since it is quick service, you don't have a dining reservation. Honestly, that time of the morning, I would just tell the gate that you want to go have breakfast there. And I don't think it would be a single issue. So, No, and honestly, I mean, (laughs) at Animal Kingdom Lodge, there's so much parking available, especially because they built built the parking structure under Mm -hmm. (laughs) the hotel itself. So there's so much parking space there that I don't think will be a problem. And plus being dropped off by by an Uber or a minivan, I don't think you're going to. Yeah, gonna have an issue for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, minivan for sure. Yeah, they'll <laughs> just open they the gate right away. Themselves right in. <laughs> Welcome home. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's such such a good option. I mean, Animal Kingdom in general is really good. I think another place that's that's I think constantly underrated is Boma, mm-hmm. and that's over in Jumbo House. So same resort, different building, but incredible, incredible breakfast there. Mm-hmm. So good again. Just a really amazing introduction to African cuisine and a little bit different, a little bit elevated breakfast, but still have something for everybody. I'll always sing the praises of Boma too. They have those and like think... grilled tomatoes there. Oh, I the know. The grilled tomatoes and the baboti, the turkey yeah, baboti. I, I can't yeah. get enough. 
I like the ham that they have there too. It's so good. Oh, with that mustard. With the, mustard, with the Boma I mustard. I know. I think the reason Boma is so underrated is because it is at a resort and has no characters. I yeah. think the 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 buffets that we normally see at resorts specifically all have characters. Mm-hmm. And they do tend to be overrated because it's just where I think people normally gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Boma is overlooked, even though they do have, I think, some of the best buffet breakfast food around oh period period yeah you know i know it would make the price of it go up but it's already like decently expensive for a buffet without characters but i think breakfast needs to be a lion king themed breakfast like timon and rafiki come on now how great would that be it would really add just like a different opportunity Mm -hmm. like a different character meet and greet type of situation and bring people over to animal kingdom lodge which i think is such an underrated resort in general and it's unfortunate because it is farther away not a lot of people i think venture down that way but i don't know i think the resort is totally worth checking out seeing both buildings Mm -hmm. and just to explore all the dining and all the animals Mm -hmm. i mean there's a whole safari right there so I don't know. I think overall mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom Lodge is totally underrated, but I definitely yeah. think Boma is as well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like an opportunity, kind of like like at Artist Point. You know, they have character dining, but it is rare characters. Yeah. You know, it's characters that you're not going to meet queen. in the yeah. parks. So having a Timon and a Pumbaa and w- would be pretty amazing. Even having cool. the character performers from Festival of the Lion King, like walking around would, would probably be mm-hmm. absolutely incredible too. But also there's the other side of me that as the dad of a of a kid who doesn't like characters it's nice to have a safe place <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? that we can dine without him white knuckling his high chair yeah you know? but like look at um ohana they only have characters for breakfast yeah yeah that's so true. boma could do the same i mean yeah. boma has an awesome dinner as well so yeah, yeah. i think that's a missed opportunity on disney's part <laughs> to get more yeah. money out of us <laughs> yeah pretty much and you know what it's one of those character dinings that i would go to frequent frequently because Agreed. i mean the food's just that good so it is it i is. agree you know who I, where I want to give an honorable mention to on this list? And it's the opposite of, you know, Animal Kingdom Lodge is so far away. This one's close to everything. Over at the Contemporary Steakhouse 71. I feel very oh. underrated for breakfast. I personally love their seasonal pancakes there. Their avocado yes. toast is delicious. And none of it's like stupid, crazy expensive either. It's pretty reasonably priced in the Disney thing. Their prime, the Walt's prime rib hash is also really good. That's fried potatoes with caramelized onions peppers and top with a fried egg comes with prime rib love that one plus bottomless two words mimosas. yep that's it two <laughs> two words that's all you need to say bottomless mimosas correct sold actually bottomless pog mimosas also well you gotta like diy your pog ones now they they oh, you do them. yeah they used to be able to pick whatever juice you wanted and now they've become they've understood that uh, the demand is there and i don't think the bartenders <laughs> can really keep up so you just ask for the refillable mimosa with just the kava, and then you have to get a side of pog juice. So it is a little more expensive because you have to order a glass of pog oh, juice. Oh, right. But... So essentially, you're just ordering bottomless kava. <laughs> correct. Correct. <laughs> but like, I went with our friend Shindy, and we both ordered a glass of pog juice. We only needed one. There was not. It was not necessary to order two. So if you're going with oh, well, two people, one cup of pog will keep you fully satisfied. But... I, that I feel that's hack, a yeah. I, that's a good underrated spot that I like to go to before heading over to Magic Kingdom. Absolutely, even the Curious Cold Brew is mm-hmm. a great way to start your morning. Yeah, and Man, the food's it's delicious. Yeah, the food's good. And yeah. you know what? I actually have one more to add. And I was thinking huh? about this earlier today, and it's something that 
it's a place I have not been recently, but I would really like to go back on one of our next trips. But I actually think, I don't know if Bethany, have you been here? Have you been to Kona Cafe? Yes. So oh. I I love Kona Cafe. And for I, breakfast for specifically. Breakfast, yeah. Yeah, for, for sure, for breakfast specifically. I think, again, it gets overlooked because everyone's going to Ohana. Mm-hmm. Right. And or they're going maybe, you know, right straight to the park. But I've always had success with getting like a reservation at Kona. We've never had any problems. But anyway, their food there, I think, is underrated. They have a delicious and I don't like sweet things, but their macadamia nut pancakes are phenomenal. They're so good. I went through a phase after we went there the first time, like when we came home. Yes, I I remember. made them. I tried to at home hack them for like, I did it for like months. You did. You did because it has a macadamia nut butter pineapple sauce that's what makes it it's that pineapple and the butter that really makes these pancakes delicious it's like it's like um crushed pineapple essentially Mm -hmm. um and then it obviously comes with um either ham spiced ham bacon or sausage and then obviously i think what they're known for is their tonga toast personally for me it's not my thing no it's a little Um, too sweet for me too yeah it's it's definitely too sweet yeah it is it, and the Tonga Toast is a banana stuffed sourdough French toast rolled in cinnamon sugar, served with strawberry compote, and then obviously it comes with meat as well. It's just a, it's just a lot. That's like kind of what they're known for, known for, but I think the macadamia nut pancakes really are a hidden gem there. So, I agree. I really like breakfast there. My only complaint, and I know it's breakfast, so this is going to sound utterly ridiculous, is their drink selection is awful. They have literally two breakfast cocktails and I, b- I remember I took my friends when they got off their red-eye flight and we went to Kona and then went into Magic Kingdom. And we were like all looked at the drink menu and I was like, this is lame. Yeah, like, they do literally have two drinks. That's yeah. it. See, but the, when I go there, I specifically want the Joffrey's Hawaiian Kona press pot. Mm, yeah. yeah. Like that is what get. that's yeah. like. I feel like when I'm there, I'm like, yes, I will happily yeah. just get the press pot for sure. Because mm-hmm. that is so, so good. And yeah. it serves two people. And when we go, that is what we get. A good yes. choice, though. It, yes. I mean, it is. I mean, it's just like if you're at Kona Cafe, you got to go with Kona Coffee, too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was my little addition. That's Even though one. I haven't been That's there in a while, one. I still always dream about those pancakes. And I do want to make a trip back this year, hopefully, for breakfast. I think Finn would absolutely love those pancakes. But I just think it's one of those places that other places around are drawing more people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway. Let's talk about lunch shall we yeah so let's um let's go to our favorite place i I think this might be the most underrated place period a period honestly period just i mean for for a lot of things but honestly i feel the lunch vibe here is immaculate Mm -hmm. i really do it's bar riva which is over at the riviera it is the pool bar and i feel like wrong to call it a pool bar but it is indeed under the category of pool bar but it's so much more than that. It's so phenomenal. And it's phenomenal for so many reasons. I mean, the cocktail list, we've yeah. probably talked about it the most in this podcast, but the cocktail list is incredible. It is. It's impeccable. Nothing on that list misses. No. no and even their frozen ones are good, too. Yeah. Which, which is like so for strange us. for us to say mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Really, really. I mean, one I of mean, our bonding drinks was the Mediterranean wave. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is one that I think honestly helped to, to solidify our friendship. And you're like, can I trust these people? And then we were like, get this. And you were like, you can be trusted. <laughs> you can be trusted. In fact, do you want to start a podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was literally the next sentence. No. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's, I mean, the Mediterranean wave is incredible. I mean, it's, it's, it's frozen pineapple perfection with a beautiful swirl. 
of blue curacao with, of course, lemon wheel Mickey ears because there's no other way to top that drink. Mm-hmm. Even their frosé is really good. Um, but they have some standout cocktails on that list. And they also have really great seasonal cocktails as well. So when you go there, always make sure to check the little placard that's out. I mean, a lot of times they won't be in my Disney experience. They'll be just a little placard on the outside of the bar. But check out those seasonal cocktails because they are delicious. I think one summer they had this amazing orange blossom margarita that was mm. so phenomenal, so good. But again, for a pool bar, so good. But the food. Let's okay. talk about the food. I, this is just next level. And I like the convenience of it. If you're in Epcot or Hollywood Studios, this is usually a Hollywood Studios day for me at lunchtime yes. kind of vibe where I take the Skyliner right over to Bar Riva because it's so easy. You just hop on the Skyliner at Studios, transfer at Caribbean Beach, and then get off at the Riviera to go to Bar Riva. This is, I bring people here when they go on vacation. This is the number one spot I bring people because I think the food is so good. There is not one thing on this menu that I'm like, that was bad. Everything's good. Oh, I agree. I I think my favorite thing on the menu are their wings, and it's because I've gone a few times, and they've changed them a little bit. Mm-hmm. They have. So yes. they've had a couple of different wings, and they've all been super, super good. They have sticky chicken wings right now. I love a good chicken wing, and I think they do a great job there. Um, and then the other thing is the burrata. Yes. I love the burrata. It's very simple, right? Yep. Nothing on this menu I think is crazy wild. But they do it so well. And for it to be considered a pool bar is just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I think the other thing that solidified our friendship is that, Colin, I think you called their Greek salad with chicken the best salad on Disney property at a point in time. I did. And it is so good. It's $13.29 for the one with chicken, which is the one I prefer. But this is when you have gone to Disney and you've done nothing but eat fried foods and terrible things, you're like, I need a fresh veggie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is where you go. The Greek salad with chicken here, tomatoes, cucumbers, red onion, feta, crispy greens, and a vinaigrette topped with grilled chicken. It has chickpeas on it. I, this I love. I literally, no notes. No, and it's like, it's really like a bowl of salad. Uh-huh. This is a big bowl of salad. So fresh, so good. The burrata is phenomenal. Also, don't you love, you love the Italian sandwich here too. I like the Italian sandwich and the grilled chicken sandwich. The Italian sandwich is capicola with salami, ham, provolone. Um, and then with your choice of soup, Romano and herb fries, side salad, or fresh fruit. And the grilled chicken sandwich, I have made this one at home many times. If I make homemade focaccia, I will make this sandwich. It is the grilled chicken sandwich with roasted tomatoes, mozzarella, spinach, artichoke spread on a toasted focaccia with your choice of soup, fries, salad, or fresh fruit. But again, everything here is pretty much under $15 with, I would say, the exception of the salmon with orzo, which, again, really, really good. good. And if you were to get that at any other restaurant, we're talking like a 40, easily a $40 dish. Oh, totally. Like at Hollywood Brown Derby, $40. Oh, yeah. If Topolino's can charge almost $40 for pasta, they're charging more (laughs) for the salmon. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Come on. Correct. And they have some great kids options here, too. They have a lot of – most restaurants only have a few options here. They have shrimp, chicken, pasta with marinara, cheeseburger, cheese pizza, and chicken strips. And it's like similar to Narcuzzi's where you can pick the entree and the two sides. So it's kind of like a build-your-own plate. And then for their sides, they have fresh fruit, apple slices, grape tomatoes. Finn would love that. Love it. Strawberry-flavored yogurt smoothie, french fries, and a chocolate chip cookie. So I think that this place is totally underrated for kids as well. Yeah. And we're not even mentioning the best part. Their dessert? Dessert. (laughs) (laughs) 
dessert. Yes. You too. I mean, the queen, the queen of the lava cake should take mm. the queens of the lava cake should really take this away. But it's, it's just so good. It is, and it's seven seventy nine, and it isn't the biggest portion, but I feel like it's no. the perfect ending to a lunch meal where it's not overwhelming for a dessert. But compared to the one at Topolino's, this one like blows it out of the water. It is so good. It's everything you love about a lava cake. It is everything you love about a lava cake. It is just so freaking good. And it's probably one of the best ones I think I've had on property. Mm-hmm. It is. So unsuspecting. And I like the vibe of Bar Riva so much. You were saying they have great kids meals. Since it is the pool bar, it's all open air. And it doesn't seem like stuffy or fancy in any way, shape, or form. I feel like you can just go there, have a fun time with your kids or adults and it's just a very relaxing atmosphere and doesn't seem like hoity-toity yes and also I think too when we say pool bar I think a lot of people think that it's out I mean it is outside like you said open air but if it was raining you would still be completely fine you're still in the building it's just the entire side is completely open so no matter the weather and they even have heaters in there they do so if it is a little chilly they'll have their heaters on it gets toasty in there it does. it does. If you are directly under one of those heat lamps, you are toasty for sure. That's like the heat lamp they keep the Mickey pretzel under. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's hot. It's, it's not even humans. that hot. They don't keep the Mickey pretzels that way. <laughs> Get out of town. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's good for everything. It's perfect for every situation. If you want to, you can even make it a little more formal and sit, or you can just grab a seat at the bar, or you can go all the way over and get something to go and just keep going on with your day. It is perfect for everything. Yeah. So uh-huh. underrated. Yeah. Literally, it might be the most underrated spot at Disney, period. Honestly, for sure. You know, I do have to give a shout out, like Bella did for breakfast, to Sanaa yet again for lunch. <laughs> again, I feel like <sighs> no one talks about these things. This is reservations. No. This is like genuine table service. And there's two dishes that are on the lunch menu. One, you obviously have to get the bread service because, duh, they even make a gluten-free option. It, I think it's pretty much plant-based too. So, you know, talk to your server. But they have two things. One, the burger, which is the Sanaa burger. It's spiced mustard and a pepperdew goat cheese served with Sanaa chips and a pickle spear. It is clearly that they char grill it over an open flame, which I love that versus a griddle, if we're being honest. I think that sure. little bit of char just gives it such a great, unique flavor. This is like a 10 out of 10. This was absolutely delicious. And they also have a tandoori chicken, which is naan with rocket, pickled onions, tomato, and a cymbal mayonnaise. But I got it with shrimp last time I went. Phenomenal. Both great, great dishes. No notes for Sanaa lunch. But it's those like... two dishes are exclusive to lunch. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. See, the more you know. But I feel like, again, like a restaurant that can do no wrong. Yeah. Agree. You know, Barita can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Sanaa can do no wrong. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to dinner now. So staying on the same loop as Bar Riva, let's walk over to Caribbean Beach and let's go to Sebastian's. Ah. A true, this to me is a true hidden gem. I feel this is not talked about enough. Too many people talk about Ohana and not enough people are talking about Sebastian's. Correct. Same. Absolutely. Vibe. Different. Like, same like islandy warm type vibe we're in different oceans but still <laughs> very very good and half the price of oana that's the big thing there yeah. and there, we can make i mean for dessert we can make a one-to-one comparison we'll get there mm-hmm. but i think 
it, in a one-to-one comparison and the fact that it is a family style meal it, it very similar in that vibe everything's coming to the table everyone's enjoying from the same plates really amazing food i mean the salad let's talk about the salad mm-hmm. with that key lime vinaigrette it is yep. so fresh so colorful it's a beautiful salad <laughs> why are we talking so much about salad on this episode i don't know if we're in our healthy era it's like new year <laughs> we're gonna be healthy we're the picture of health oh my gosh we talked about we talked about lettuce so Next much episode, of this episode. we talk about spring rolls <laughs> yeah that's right yeah, the fried food <laughs> um, balance yeah Correct. that's right that's right but this the the salad is so good that key lime vinaigrette is amazing and i mean the chicken is so good like everything on this menu is so good i i fully agree they're I mean, rolls oh my, oh god. my god the starting rolls. starting with the rolls the the house baked pull apart rolls that come with a guava butter and a caramelized onion jam Ugh. both of them together the butter Say yes and to both. the jam yep on Say one yes roll, to both. yes. Like it, it's so good. I'm sorry. I think it's better than the pineapple bread at Ohana. Mm-hmm. It is yes. so so good. It's it and and they're warm and they're good. Oh my god, they're so yeah. so amazing, so amazing. And the flavors are great. I would say that the, the the Caribbean flavors aren't overpowering. Like we talked about with Sanaa, it's like a good introduction to those types of spices it's not like you're gonna it's like the jerk chicken is gonna completely blow out your palate you know what i mean you're not gonna be able to taste anything and nothing's overly spicy i would say it's spiced but nothing is ridiculous but it's such great flavor i mean that chicken with the mango salsa on it yeah is so delicious we even got the tofu last time Ugh, the tofu and the tofu was great fried jerk yeah. tofu it was really good yeah, so you get your entree that comes out is a smorgasbord of a bunch of different things. It's a sampler platter of oven roasted citrus chicken, slow grilled mojo pork with the mango symbol, grilled chili, rubbed beef with mojito relish, and now they have a sustainable baked fish on the menu as well, which we last time we were there was not on the menu, so we have not tried that. And they also have the plant-based option, which is an impossible kebab, fried jerk tofu, plant-based sausage, and a Caribbean fish cake. We just asked last time, we all ate the meat option, but we asked if they could bring us the fried jerk tofu. And they were like, yeah, of course, and brought it to us. Yeah. Yes. So good. But the, the selection, I feel like there's something there for everyone. If you have a kid that's a picky eater, this could be a little bit of a difficult place because they don't have your standard chicken tenders on the menu. Like, I feel like no. if you have like a super, super picky kid. But even the sides are really good. Cilantro, rice and beans, vegetable curry and grilled seasonal vegetables. And I think I've had broccolini like every time I've been there, but delicious. Yeah. Every yes. Time. Yeah, I loved I I always forget about this place. I think, you know, we went and... Was Finn? We did not go. He was not with us. No, he no. he was he wasn't really eating solids at oh, that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little, I would we little men. He was little. He yeah. was a little man. Um, I would be interested to see how he does with this. I think he would definitely try everything. I know he would go hard on those rolls though. Like he would he would eat the roll. He would actually eat the rolls and the rice and beans. Like that's definitely what he would eat. Oh, oh man, for after sure. My own heart. I love him. Yeah, he likes his <laughs> carbs. He does. Um, but I, I, I think it's worth it to try, even if you do maybe have some picky eaters. I mean, why not, right? When in yeah. Disney, and I, I do think the price is there. And like, again, I think the salad, the rolls and the sides, even if maybe your your child doesn't really like, doesn't want to be adventurous with the meat, I think you can find some things that are provided. And then the dessert is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. This is the one-to-one comparison, isn't it, right here? Yes. So this is... A pineapple coconut bread pudding compared to Ohana's coconut bread pudding. Mm-hmm. This one, I just, I feel like 
it's, it's not a one to one comparison because this one's just so much better. Yeah, I think the the more I have this, the more I love it. It's the texture is slightly different than the one at Ohana, but I just mm-hmm. think it's so good. And that house made caramel sauce is phenomenal that they drizzle over when they bring it to the table. This is the epitome of a dessert that I'm like, no notes. Oh, right. So true. None. It's the I think it's the pineapple that gives mm-hmm. it a different consistency. Yeah. Like it's it's almost I don't want to say it's more moist. Yeah. Because I'm not saying that the Ohana one isn't moist. It's just it does have a different consistency to it that mm-hmm. I don't know if the pineapple is like kind of what does it, but the flavors are just so freaking good. And it adds the fruity element that I think the Ohana one is missing. Yeah. I agree. But I mean, I believe it was the chef from Ohana that came over there and made this one for Sebastian's. I believe you're right. So if you love the one at Ohana, you're going to love the one here. So whoever you are. He or she, I guess. I don't. Do you know? I don't. Whoever you are, chef person, we love you. Yes. We do. The chef knows how to make some bread pudding. But honestly, (laughs) Like, what a flex to have two of the best bread puddings on all of property, right? Like, that's amazing. But, like, of course, like, when you get to make something a second time, you're like, I'm going to try this. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He just perfected, or he or she just perfected the recipe to put it Mm -hmm. over at Sebastian's. Yes, absolutely. And you you can get it at Banana Cabana. You can Mm -hmm. order the bread pudding there. You can get the rolls over there, too, Mm -hmm. which pair well with any cocktail, to be completely honest with you. Correct. Um, But... This is just such a nice vibe. It's really open and airy in there. It honestly, it kind of gives me a similar vibe to like the refurb on Narcoozies. Yes. So I mean, Narcoozies are like a little bit more like the up, up scale of it, but it's like open and it's fresh. There's lots of natural light in there. Really just classy, like blown glass accents on the ceilings. And I feel like the glassware is honestly probably the same. same. I was about to say, would it be that the cups are exactly the same? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) They got a deal. They did, but it's like... (laughs) Yeah, but it's like lighter wood tones. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's really nice and open and airy in there. The food's really good. It's it's very unassuming, you know, and just so delicious. And you wouldn't even know, like when you're in there, you wouldn't, it's not like Little Mermaid's on the wall staring at you. Like you wouldn't even know really that it was Little Mermaid themed. It's so subtle. But this is a great, great place. Again, just a Skyliner ride out of two of the parks. Yep. It's, I I love it. I agree with you on that it feels like Narcoozies, but I do feel it gives you deluxe vibes when you're in there. Mm-hmm. totally like, like the coronado tower feel, absolutely yeah, it doesn't feel like a moderate resort like it doesn't feel at all it just feels so light and airy in there and the food is absolutely phenomenal and the drinks are really good too that create your own rum old-fashioned oh so freaking good i don't like old fashions but i like rum old-fashions <laughs> and mezcal old-fashioned mezcal and it's like a beautiful like you you feel just you feel like you're the mixologist in that sense mm-hmm. and i am thriving my mixologist heart is thriving when i sit down and i'm like what what kind of rum am i gonna mix with what kind of bitters and what kind of simple syrup am i gonna get? because they have some fun ones they have like strawberry rhubarb yeah they have some pimento. amazing pimento they have, they have better. yeah it's so 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 good and all of the different rums are all from the caribbean islands that there it's really really impressive that list is extensive and it's it's delicious we i don't think i've made one bad i've made so many different old fashions there and i don't think one of them has been bad i remember when we just made three and just put them on the table and everyone got to pick their own remember yes i love. I think you did strawberry you did the strawberry one they have a cardamom chamomile one it's so delicious Mm -hmm. i like something where you can kind of create your own adventure it really does add to the like the fun of things 
Totally. And, and if you're looking for a suggestion, just DM Colin and he'll give you a, happily give you a suggestion for your. Oh my God. Yeah. Let me your curate your uh, old fashioned, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's a modest fee. Um, no. <laughs> it's just a picture. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. all I need is a picture of it. Yeah. No, so good. But let's let let's go a little bit more. We'll go slightly a little more upscale, and let's head over to the Four Seasons, and let's talk about Ravello. Oh. I think definitely one of the most underrated dining locations on all of Disney property for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is Disney property. The Four Seasons is Disney property. Do not come for us. It's not in the bubble. It is in the bubble. It is literally in Golden Oak. It's in the bougie Disney bubble. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's yes, there's a right bubble there. inside the bubble, and this Correct. is where this, they're they're like it's untouchable. Gilded. Correct. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's actually yeah. just a gold circle. Yeah. <laughs> it like it, no, it's like the gate when you like get there and you feel like can are they gonna let me in? I know. Like, <laughs> Correct. I feel like sometimes people like to say it's not Disney property because they haven't ventured there yet, and I speak as somebody that didn't go until last year. And I was like, is that really Disney? And then I went and I was like, yeah, this is good. And it's definitely Disney. Like you get the Disney vibes, the same, if not better hospitality when you're there. It's just, it's everything yes. I love about Disney. But Rovello is easily the best Italian food on Disney property. Easy. Yep. Easy. And I mean, and they have some great, that restaurant has some great accolades as well. Yeah. I mean, it's an award-winning restaurant. I mean, they just won an award essentially that certifies them as like hundred yeah. percent authentic Italian food. Right. They're the most I, like Italian you could get. It's like the Italian Italian award. Correct. Like <laughs> the B Italian award. They literally, uh-huh. the, the trophy is just a hand, like the Italian <laughs> hand and you Correct. just get to put it in your restaurant. You know what I mean? Sounds great. Correct. But it's like, it's like ingredients, wine servers, they rate all of that. And it's Italy that rates that. I don't know, whatever it is, but it is fair. And it's on the Michelin guide as well. So, you know, it can't be bad. No, not at all. And the thing I like about this place is I do think it is a little bit more upscale Italian. It's not that like homey Italian. It's definitely upscale. Yes. But I just feel like there's so much flexibility and fluidity in this menu mm-hmm. that I think another reason why it's so underrated. Yeah. And and on top of that, as even though you're saying it's like super upscale, it is not expensive compared to right. like, like, you know, you alluded to the $40 rigatoni at Topolino's tonight. The pasta dishes on this menu, I'm just looking at them, $21, $25. You know, there are ones that have like squid ink bucatini with shrimp and crab meat, which you would, ex- saffron, which you would expect to be a little more expensive. That's $32. We're still coming in significantly cheaper than pasta with chicken ties over at Topolino's, you know? Correct. <laughs> Correct. I, like, I think there's this hidden, this is such a hidden gem because even pizzas, like there's a pizza that's under $20 that easily can be a dinner portion that I think people hear Four Seasons and they're like, this is going to rob me blind. And it's just not true there. Not at all. And you can get half orders of mm-hmm. those pasta dishes. You can do different toppings on your pizzas. You know, yeah, you can get half, half and half and pizzas. Half. It's genius. Absolutely genius. And it, and again, I just love the vibe of a kitchen that's open and you kind of can feel, you can see into the kitchen, you can kind of see the hustle and bustle, you see the servers coming out with the food right from like, right from the, the, the ovens and right from the stovetops. It's just a really nice vibe. Their cocktail list is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Their desserts are really good. Oh. Um, they have a flight of house-made limoncellos that the chef curates himself that are just such a nice touch. And just so many delicious, delicious things on this menu that it's just so worth going over. If you are a fan of Italian food, 
you need to go. Agreed. Yes. We're, we're saying it's a requirement. You're, we, you are required. If you are listening, you are required to go. Correct. And, Thank and it's later. another one that's like pretty easy to get a reservation because you actually have to make it on open table. And like, yes. I, the, it's easy to get a reservation in comparison to a lot of other places in Disney. So oh, it yeah, is definitely. definitely underrated and definitely hidden that more people, like, I mean, last time I ate there, there was probably like, it was like a Sunday night and like not really late at night. And there's probably five tables in that entire restaurant. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I've been there when it was busy, but to be honest, we had no problem getting the reservation. Like I actually yeah. think we made the reservation that day from yeah. another one. Like we, my mom and I switched it from another restaurant and had no problem. It was busier, but like, again, still no problem to get the reservation. Every time I've gone, I've gotten that focaccia. You have to get it. It mm-hmm. is so freaking good. Um, uh, Colin alluded to the dessert. The spumoni cake. Oh, yes, so good. It's just phenomenal. Like, that's something that we always have to get. And I will say that their pastas, I've noticed, have changed a little bit here and there. So um, I don't, I've gotten pasta every single time. The dish has changed, though. So once I got a bolognese, once I got this, it was like a pinot grigio cream sauce with peas and some other veggies. It was probably one of the best pasta dishes I've ever had in my entire life. Like, mm-hmm. and I am not a cream sauce person but this was just phenomenal it was so light and it was just i i dream about it still it's not on the menu right now but again they do change things and i i do think that you can like pretty much not go wrong with any of the pasta dishes no. agreed agreed and i just looked to see how easy it is to get a reservation we were recording this on a thursday night to put this into perspective so looking at reservations tomorrow a friday night reservations every 15 minutes like yeah in 15 minute increments it is not hard to get a table there so if you are looking no. for a last minute spot too this is a great spot to go honestly and the restaurant itself is large there's a very yeah. large bit of bar seating as well so it can be even more casual than that um but if you're going and and you are just like a group of adults go go to the lobby bar right before or grab take a cocktail the, at the, the lobby bar right up in the, and literally in the take the stairs <laughs> absolutely the stairs go right down into the heart of Ravello. Uh-huh. so like it's just such a nice way to have a nice kind of adult night in Disney. It's so, so lovely. And it doesn't feel like Disney in the way that it just is so quiet. Mm-hmm. And that's a luxury, honestly, in Disney World to have a place where it's just everything feels spread out and calm and luxurious. And it's just really nice to feel that vibe. So go there, have some great food, have some great drinks. Totally agreed. Yep. And evangelize about it, honestly, because it just I think more people need to go here and have this food. Yes. Boom. So that's it for this episode of The Main Street Dish. Be sure to follow us on all our social media. You can support our show by subscribing on Instagram and subscribing on Patreon. Take a second to rate our show on iTunes. And for Bella and Bethany, this is Colin, and we will see you on the next show. Bye. Bye.